0: Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of Registered Dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect bad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello, welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Isla, your founder, CEO, and host. And today I feel like I'm looking cute, but the mic is like totally crimping my style. Let me show you. (laughs) I felt like just looking cute today. Um, But today we're going to talk about traveling home for the holidays. This is something that my current clients are nervous about, which I totally get because I think, honestly, I think uh, Thanksgiving doesn't stress me out for clients, but going home for a whole week does kind of stress me out for clients as far as like medium progress. And like the same with me too. If I lived in the same city as my family and was able to just go home for the day or just do like an evening of Thanksgiving, I think it would be so much easier than like all these other food events ends up happening when you have to stay for a whole week. And I'm right there with you. We're having to do that for both Christmas and Thanksgiving for our Family, so I'm going to give you some tips that pretty much came directly from challenges that you submitted on Instagram stories. So if you're not following us over on Instagram, you can at the the.millennial.nutritionist. And a lot of times I just use these podcast episodes to answer questions in depth that I get from Instagram and try to prompt when I like want to talk about a certain topic like today. So if you want to have a voice in shaping how these podcast episodes are formed, go ahead and follow us over there and watch out for those questions. But I have my notes. So let's go ahead and dive in because I have a client call in an hour and I need to prep a little bit before. So we're going to try to get this done in 30 to 40 minutes. And I think it might be a longer episode. So let's just like buckle up. Um, So first, a couple of announcements. First, I want to recommend that you or encourage you sign up for our email list. I've been doing a lot more with email marketing. I used to a while back and then I kind of got out of love with it. And now I've kind of personally taken a hiatus from Instagram So if anybody's trying to contact me on my personal Instagram, I haven't logged on in a very long time, but I am still using email to correspond with uh, companies and stuff like that. As far as like companies that I follow and and looking at their new new releases and stuff. So we do now have been doing a weekly podcast email. Personally, I just enjoy getting podcast emails because I'm not on Instagram as much, but I still want to listen to podcasts and it's a good reminder So I'm doing that every week when a new podcast episode comes out with the links and then uh, two monthly emails, one that's going to be like a theme of just something that I think could help you with our content. Like this month, I think it was all about honestly Thanksgiving. So we pulled some blog posts, um, pulled some relevant podcasts and some Instagram posts that help you all in an email. And then we're going to do a wrap up email at the end of every month, which we've been doing for a couple of months now, just with any content that we've come out that's performed well that you may have missed if you didn't see it. I think those are, I think I have like my marketing email list. Uh, Yeah, those are our emails. So if you like me, still enjoy getting emails and you don't want to miss anything go ahead. And I do sometimes like uh, share if we have a sale on something like that through an email first, you can sign up in the link in our description box. If you're on YouTube or in the show notes, if you're on a podcast channel, or you can also, whenever you go to our website, it just pops up. You can just put your email there and that's where it goes to be sent out. The second out of three announcements that I have is that, uh, I did make a new millennial living video finally on my drinks that I make at home. So I got a lot of questions on how I make my latte that i was having every morning for like four months straight and now a black coffee girly and that would be very boring video but i do go through some phases where i make a homemade iced latte for only 80 calories so i did a little demo on that and then also gave a little bit of a tour of the rest of my fall drinks that i've been making at home as far as like some powder things that i have that are pretty comparable to starbucks holiday drinks So you can check that out. And as always, if you are new to millennial living, it's our membership platform where we put a lot of exclusive content and you can have a two week free trial if you go over there. And then lastly, I just want to let you know that the price will likely increase in January just with supply and demand. I know that so many people like to lose weight in January, which is totally fine. Um, and so for us to be able to survive as a business, we typically increase the price a little bit just because our spots get filled up. So just be prepared for that. You can always sign up in December and prepay to start in January if you want to secure your spot at a lower rate, but if you're thinking at all about starting in January, I would encourage you to go ahead and sign up. You could start with us now. It can be really helpful. Or you can just wait and pay and save your spot for later before that price increase happens. But without further ado, let's get into this episode and see if we can get it done in 30 minutes. So, I just want to, you know, start by saying that I think this topic is important for if you're trying to lose weight, because I think, I do think things can get out of control when you go home for the holidays. Like I said, I'm personally doing this. so I totally get it. It even makes me nervous to like literally not know you're staying in somebody else's house. It might be, you know, it's your family. You might get a little bit, be a little bit more confident, but if you're staying with in-laws, if you're like me, I don't want to be a nuisance. I don't want to be like, I need to have my vegetables, you know? So I totally get that and being nervous about it. And then just feeling like you should just give up. And then there's nothing you can do. But there is a lot that you still can do in every situation that I'm going to walk through. But I also want to just say that it might not be realistic for you to think that you're going to be able to do everything like you can do at home. I mean, I don't think it's realistic for myself and I don't put those expectations on myself or I'm going to have just an awful week and think every day I'm a failure. And that's not what the holidays are about. However, I think there's, you don't have to do all or nothing. I think there's things you could do probably like 50% of the pace that you do at home. So I just have the goal for clients is to make well, I always ask, like, what do you want to do? Because if you want to try to lose weight, we totally can. Just know it's probably gonna a little be be a little bit more stressful. But some people really like having a lot of structure around the holidays. But I think for the majority of people, including myself, it's just to not the goal is just to not feel bad. It's to not have bloating, especially if you're a previous client or a current client that has been eating pretty healthy, your body quickly adjusts. And then when you go back to eating foods that you were eating before your stomach will hurt. And so sometimes my goal for myself is just to not have my stomach hurt every day. Cause I hate when my stomach hurts during the holidays because I've eaten so much and I haven't eaten a lot of produce and water and stuff like that. Also just in, maybe the goal is to enjoy time with family without stressing, which again, doesn't mean all or nothing. It doesn't mean to do whatever you want. Cause that might cause you stress that you're going to gain weight, but just to have confidence and saying like, I'm going to do three small things for my health today. That are a little bit lighter than the goals that I would do at home outside of the holidays, but know that you're achieving those things, you're still honoring your health and working towards weight loss goals, but you're being a little bit lighter with it to enjoy time with your family because it is not the same as being at home. I don't think we should treat it as being the same as any other time of the year. It's a special time of the year. And hopefully you've been being consistent outside of these special times of the year. So this time of the year isn't as make or break as far as like trying to get low weights. However, you can still lose weight if you want to. You could still try your hardest. And if you're a client of mine, I think that's where we can work on that together. And it's still totally doable. The thing that it takes to you know, lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit, which you still can do. You just have to really, really focus. And I'm not really going to talk about that. If you wanted to pursue that, we could totally do that together. But today is a little bit more just like gently what you can do to maybe get to 50% of what I would encourage you to do when you have complete control on your own. A couple of reminders too that I've gone into depth in other podcast episodes on but just remember, it's only one day. Thanksgiving is really only one day. I think that's the hardest day for the, this whole thing. I would say that the rest of the time is difficult when you're with family and you're staying with them and it's travel time. But the food event, the main food event is really just that one day. And if we can kind of tighten the reins on the other days, where maybe you're going out to eat and you have control over what you order, so you can order a salad or you don't have as much tempting food hanging around the house. You can still do a lot of effort on those days, but just know that the Thanksgiving meal is just one meal. It also takes 3,500 calories to gain a pound of fat and it's 3,500 calories above your maintenance um, rate, which I went over in one of the previous podcast episodes. So go listen to that if you feel like you need some more understanding, but I will say for the majority of the people that I work with, their resting rate is something like 2200, 2300. So, for most people, it takes anywhere from like 5,500 to 6,500 calories in one day to gain one pound of fat, which I don't think you could even do with Thanksgiving. So, I just want to let you know that any weight increase that you see right after you eat on Thanksgiving or even when you come home is likely just water weight. Please give it the whole week and see if weight comes down. I've said multiple times. I tend to eat pretty high calorie on the weekends. I got to eat with my husband. It's what we enjoy. I don't really like try to be strict around it. And my weight is always up like two to three pounds on Monday. And then it trickles back down. And my lowest weight is typically on like Thursday or Friday. And then it goes back up again. So just keep that in mind. And again, we've gone into that in detail in other episodes. I won't go into it here, but I just want to remind you before we did dig in that that still exists. Do you feel like you're tired of trying every new diet out there whenever you're ready to lose weight, but you never really find long-term success because it's either too restrictive or just not conducive to your lifestyle? Well, then let me tell you about our three-month Lifestyle Reset Program. This is an individualized weight loss approach where you'll be going through our proven six-step method and you'll be led by a registered dietitian. By becoming a client of the program, you'll be able to learn how to control your weight, increase your energy and confidence, and also improve your overall well-being. Not to be dramatic, but a lot of clients tell us that they actually change their lives by going through the program and finally find a sustainable weight loss solution when they actually haven't found that with any other program. If you are interested in becoming a client, sign up for a discovery call on our website, themillennialnutritionist.com, with me, Isla Garcia, and I'll help match you with one of our registered dietitian coaches Based off of your challenges and their nutrition expertise. If you're ready to find a sustainable weight loss solution in a non judgmental and encouraging environment, I hope you'll connect with us soon. Okay, so this is gonna be your comprehensive game plan or approach for what I want you to do when you travel home for the holidays, for Christmas, and Thanksgiving. So before you go, I want you to make a game plan. I do this with clients. I I have them say, okay, it's the holidays. It's going to be a little different. I don't expect you to like take food scale or measuring cups or anything, you know, but let's just make a plan. So we're not doing all or nothing. So we can figure out what you think is realistic to do. That's going to make you feel good. And so I asked them just like I would tell you to maybe pick a couple of habits that you think you can keep. Sometimes this is just going on a one hour walk because you're off all week and your family likes to walk. So it's totally realistic to do that. for some people it's, produce with every meal because they feel good when they do that. And it's realistic to say, maybe we're not going to do five to six like we normally do, but we can aim for three, like one per meal. Something at breakfast, lunch, and dinner is totally realistic most of the time and eating that first. So you fill up on a lower calorie item. Um, maybe it's going to the gym. This is something that I sometimes do is um, if you are a part of a gym that's nationwide, something like orange theory or like uh planet fitness or something like that. You could try to find a gym there and carve out some time to go. Um, or for me, it'll be pickleball this year. And then um, or it could just be like excluding a whole food activity. So I don't normally recommend this, but I personally find it helpful to kind of set more parameters around food. If I don't want to be so strict about everything, like if I'm not trying to be in a calorie deficit, I might just say, OK, well, I'm just really not going to eat desserts. But that means I can go all out on everything else. Or I'm not going to, I'm going to just stick to black coffee instead of fun coffee drinks. And that can help at least be in some sort of a calorie deficit as opposed to just going all out on every single thing. And then just thinking like, what do you really want to do? So I was thinking what I would do, I think, because we're going to my mom's for basically a whole week. In Charlotte, North Carolina for Thanksgiving. And then we're moving <laughs> to Charleston. And then like literally four days later, we're going to go spend a week with David's family in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I'm again, right here with you in all of this. And so for me, I think my game plan will be just thinking about like, what would be easy? What do I still want to keep to celebrate the holidays? overall, I think for both of these weeks, I want to, I think it's going to be realistic for me to exercise. Like I've said, David and I have fallen in love with pickleball and I am like for real addicted. And I've already looked at pickleball courts in the area. And it's a great way to exercise. I can do it for like hours at a time. And we want to try to get our families to go. But even if that fails, David and I can just go together. Or even if there's like no courts that are great, I can commit to a one hour walk. Exercising is typically what I can do one hour, two hour, like, because I have not, I'm not working. I can commit to exercise every day. And then for me also something that I gravitate towards is no snacking. I'm really not much of a snacker anyway, but I think snacking can get kind of out of hand when I'm with my family, just because there's always food hanging around and both of our families are pretty big into like food for celebration. So there's always little snacks or they're very big on, you know, going to some sort of like pastry shop, to go get something. And so for me, a parameter I like to set is to just say, I'm only going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm not going to eat snacks. And it might sound restrictive, but to me, it's a little bit more freeing because I don't have to worry about lots of food rules, lots of like trying to make sure my meals are perfect. I'm still probably going to eat higher calorie knowing that there might be more carbs on my plate than normal but at least I'm cutting out some sort of food group. Um, then I was thinking more specifically like Thanksgiving versus Christmas because Thanksgiving I'll be with my family. I know what my family likes to eat. I don't mind speaking up, you know, to my family about food that I want in the house or going to the grocery store or something like that. Um, and I think I'm, I might try to Stick with my morning omelet. I don't know if I really want to make that big of a deal about it when I'm with my family, but I was just thinking of a way I could get more produce because I haven't said anything about produce and what I want to do. I haven't said anything about protein or anything like that. Again, I don't want to stress about it, but I do just want to do some things that make me feel better. And I think those are the couple of goals that I really can commit to and feel good about still achieving that helps me to feel like I'm doing something But isn't going to stress me out. So I encourage you to figure that out for yourself. Okay, so with the I have four main points or I guess, yeah, four main points that y'all brought in from Instagram and kind of starting from the beginning of the trip, we've already made a game plan and now we're going to go on to traveling. So uh, somebody said they need help with finding meals to eat on a flight back home. Or I'm even going to just say like on a flight, especially on long flights and not just snacking. I will say that my new method on the airport, because I have flown so much after living in uh, Dallas for two years, is that I honestly try to just not eat at all when I'm in the airport. I try to eat healthy, but it's like, first of all, it's so freaking expensive at the airport. And then also the food is just not great. I'm like, at least if I'm paying like almost $30 for a salad, I want it to be so awesome. And it really is not. So I try my best to eat a meal no matter what awkward time it is before I leave my house. And then I might buy something like a fair life protein shake is I typically can find at the airport or maybe I'll get like a drink at Starbucks and that can be like my fun little treat at the airport and then try to eat later. However, if you're maybe doing something from like an East coast to West coast flight and it's just a long day, or maybe you're traveling home to another country, I can get that that might not be realistic or even very healthy. So if you want a whole meal, I would say you could totally pack a meal and I've done this before you could pack a salad, you could pack a sandwich. We used to grow up doing that because we were, you know, really tried to never buy any food out. So we would pack sandwiches and eat them as a family on the plane. And then I've even just packed a snack pack where, you know, before you leave, you are always probably trying to like throw out all the food that's going to go bad. I've done before where I have kind of like a little bento box and I put in items that or I call it like a little snack pack. Like I have maybe like a protein bar that I could pack and then like baby carrots and grapes or maybe an apple and maybe some crackers. And that's a good, my plate meal that is good because the thing is, you know, there's no microwaves in the freaking airport. Unfortunately, I totally wish they had one or at least, I don't know, maybe they're in the lounges, but I don't go to the lounges all that often, but that could be a meal that works. If you are not wanting to do that, my third thing would be to, um, again, if I'm like super desperate, I will go and get a salad. I feel like it's a new thing where a lot of restaurants have those grab and go options at the airport now. And a lot of them are salads. So that could be something that you get. Salads are like decent. I always feel like the proportion of like lettuce to salad to dressing is off, but I typically can find a decent salad in the airport that tastes okay again for like freaking $30, but it'll get the job done. Um, or if you have time and you want to go to, like, one of the actual sit-down restaurants in an airport, I would just recommend trying to find that, like, healthy item on the on the menu. It's typically either, like, chicken or fish and a side of vegetables. I know in DFW we have Papacitos, which is, like, a big Tex-Mex place. And the fajitas actually aren't that bad there. If you just bypass eating, like, the chips and salsa and the tortilla, you could, you know, get away with doing the vegetables and the fajita and then the chicken. And it's not a bad entree. And it's actually so big, big that David and I split it. And then lastly with this, I just want you to make sure to check fact labels. I think that's the other really helpful thing at the airport is all the food there is typically commercialized. And that means they have to require a food label. I had a client recently who I just started with. So she's kind of going through the process of checking all the food labels of everything she eats. And she found that she normally would go for one of those really large yogurt parfait at the airport, but now that she's tracking and checking, she didn't realize they were up to like four to 500 calories. So she thought that was like a really healthy little snack. And honestly, that's more of like a meal. And so just be aware when you pick items at the airport, it can be very deceiving. So just check the fact label because that is an option to you at most airports. Okay. So now we're home. And the next challenge that y'all said is that pressure from family. So this is something I feel like I can't totally relate to, or I don't know. I feel like either I've shut my family down so many times. They just know not to pressure me or just like, well, like pressure doesn't get to me or something like that. But, um, I think to get there, you do have to do a lot of mental work to be confident to say no. It helps me to personally say, I want to be hungry for the next meal. I do have some people in my family that I don't see all that option that, that will be like, Hey, try this. Hey, try this. Hey, try this. And after so many tries, I'm like, this is like basically a whole meal at this point. And I just learned to say, Oh no, I don't want to, I want to make sure that I'm hungry for lunch. And if I eat that right now, I know that I won't be hungry for lunchtime. And sometimes they walk away kind of sad, but I feel like that's like a good excuse. I want to, you know, not be able to feel sick after lunch. And I feel okay with that answer. Sometimes if it's something like a dessert, my grandma's not the best at this to be like, here's like five pies. try." I'd be like, oh no, thanks. I'm full. And also trying to like intervene and say, I don't even want that on my plate, please. I won't eat it, please. It's going to end up going in the trash. I don't want to eat it. And just kind of being firm Or you can say, okay, I will try the tiniest little bite. I feel like that's like such an old like almond mom thing. But I think it totally works if you're like, I just want the tiniest little sliver. If you don't want to say no, a tiny bite of something is not going to make or break your you know, calorie deficit. And if you are nervous to sell somebody, absolutely no. I think just having a tiny bite of something is totally fine. I think too, if you think outside of this issue, if you're new to it, A lot of times people just want to show that they love you through you enjoying the food that they make. And if you feel bad that you're rejecting them, I think you could try to encourage other ways of doing things around food that show you that show them that you love them as far as maybe helping them prepare the meal. I think that can go a really long way. That's one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving is just cooking together with my mom and my grandma or my uncle, you know, who are, whoever is there. I think that's more fun than honestly eating the food. It lasts longer. It's like a family event. I think that's fun. Um, a lot of the memories that I have with my grandma, who's the food pusher are around actually like making the dessert. And I think it goes a much farther than just eating it. Or I think also cleaning up is the same thing. I think it takes longer than eating. And that's another way to really have a celebration and show love around that time. Okay, so you're dealing with pressure for the week, kind of got that taken care of. Next is snacking on appetizers before meals. So I'm assuming this would be before Thanksgiving. This is when I sometimes struggle with this is when people bring over some appetizers where I'm like, wow, I planned on having something else that day, but that just looks amazing. I have to have it. I think a big thing is just making sure you don't get too hungry because as long as you're not too hungry, it won't be as hard to say, no, I'm waiting for my meal I think another thing is just trying to not hang around the food. This is a feedback that I get from clients a lot who struggle with this is trying to hang out in another area. And I personally struggle with this too. If I'm sitting around food, especially if it's like a bunch of biscuits at the table or something, I'll just keep grabbing them. I don't know if I'm an anxious eater or what. But if I'm away from the area, I won't really think to eat it. And having just something to drink, like even just water can really help that like anxious needing to do something. Put it up if you can. I had a client one time and the story always sticks with me where she did have a death in the family. I think it was like a great grandpa or something. So she wasn't too sad about it. But She said that there was just a lot of food out. And so she took it on herself to wrap it all in tinfoil, like put it in the fridge because her family was done with it and they were just picking at it. And that's something I do sometimes if I'm with friends or something and we're just sitting around the table and I keep eating something. Sometimes I'll, I'll just literally say, I just keep eating this. Is it okay if I just put this up or cover it or something like that? And I think that tends to work. And you can use that anywhere, especially at places that have like grab and go bread or something like that. And I think the last thing that can help with this is pre planning what you're going to eat that day. This isn't something I see a lot of people do, but it is something that can really help to put all the calories in perspective, or at least it helps with me. You know, if I plan in, okay, I really want this 400 calorie latte from this local coffee shop in downtown Wilmington that they have for breakfast. And then for lunch, I know we're going to have tamales. So that's what that's going to look like. And then for dinner is going to be maybe tacos, you know, or something. And I feel great with those meals. They're not, you know, super healthy balanced meals, but they feel fun to me for the holidays. It is easier to deny any sort of appetizer because I already know that the rest of my meals are high calorie and adding anything else in the mix is just going to make it worse. So I don't know if that would help you, but I think that it does help me and it can be something to Think about to pre-plan instead of just eating everything and then either pretending it didn't happen or tracking it afterwards and then being upset. Last thing is we're on the day. We're on the Thanksgiving day, on the Christmas day or whatever, and you are struggling with putting portions or smaller portions of your favorite foods on Thanksgiving or maybe just in general. And my tip for this is just to not do it or like just to go for it. I don't know. For me, at least I'm like, I'm going to try really hard on every other meal of the week. I'm going to try hard with exercise, but I'm not going to try hard with the Thanksgiving meal. Like this is the meal that I've been training for. This is the meal that I've been in a calorie deficit for. One meal is not going to make or break everything. And I'm just going to freaking go for it. And we're not going to go for it the next day, but we're going to go for it today. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that helps that much, but I give you permission just to go for it. Um, I do have some clients though that they don't have this opinion because I never, again, like these podcast episodes, I do just shove all the tips at you. But if you work with me one on one, it's a lot more about what do you think you can do? And if you're really stuck on something, then I give you some tips. But what the feedback that I feel like I get from more people is that they, don't want to just go for it. And so what we talk about instead is figuring out maybe first of all, what are the foods that you really want to indulge on and let yourself do that. And I guess I kind of do this in a way, like for me, I'm not a big bread person. I am a decently big dessert person and I'm a big like mac and cheese girly. So that's what I'm going to choose to go out for, but I'm not going to go all out on the biscuits or something like that. So maybe figure that what that is for you, what you like to go all out on and then not on everything else, or just don't go for everything. And that might help you to not feel so deprived, to give yourself something to just go all out on. You could also give yourself very large portions of vegetables to fill up. I think I actually do this as well. Subconsciously is knowing that I might just be really hungry in a meal and it's going to work against me if I'm full. So trying to capitalize on hunger, know that the vegetable is going to taste better when you're hungry versus when you're not hungry and really fill your plate up. Whether it's a salad, I feel like at Christmas is what we normally do or green beans Or even we make a version of a healthy cranberry sauce that I'll try to put in millennial living that has a lot of fruit. So you could fill up on that or what other vegetables are there? I feel like it's just like Brussels sprouts and green beans that come to mind that are non-starchy unless there's some sort of salad. But yeah, really filling up on that first before I think even doing something like taking drinking a whole glass of water can really help you to feel full going into the meal so that you Don't end up doing large portions if that's not what you want to do. And then overall, just remember that this is literally just one meal. If you're talking about just Thanksgiving meal, I think where people end up messing up and gaining fat is when they also have all the leftovers and they start doing like pecan pie for breakfast and lunch for the next four days and the leftover mac and cheese and all that stuff. You can totally do it and lose weight. if you. Only keep it to one day or one meal, but then the next day, just get back to it. The holiday's over, go black Friday shopping or something like that and move on and don't keep all the leftovers or incorporate them in or plan them in, pass them off to somebody else. And that'll help you to enjoy the day and not have to worry about gaining all the weight in the world. Well, I hope that was helpful. We did it way under 30 minutes, maybe with the ads, it'll bring it to 30 minutes, but I'm proud of us. We did it. And I hope this helps you on your travels for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey.